you hit something out of the park saying, I think with any big personality, doesn't matter who it is, it could be it could be Lisa Laflamme, it could be uh, you know Jimmy Kimmel, it could be anybody. You're probably going to have some staff that say that's exactly who I like as a boss, and you could have some people saying, ah, he rubs me the wrong way, he doesn't take it seriously enough, or he's too intense. That's just natural. That's par for the course. When you're at that level, absolutely. I mean, you're going to, there's going to be controversies and people that don't like you. There's going to be people that love you. You're making those hard decisions, especially with her. She was a phenomenal old school journalist. That's how she's described, mm-hmm. uh, where she always put the story first. So if she's doing that, if she's chasing that story and she wants the best angles and the best people to, to interview for that, it's going to rub some people the wrong way because she's going to have to, you know, do some things, say some things, uh, tell people we're not running that story. We, I don't like that guest, uh, hurt some feelings along the way in order to be a great journalist as she was. Yeah. And, and I think there's, and is, and, is, and, and I, I, I wonder, I think I'm more encouraged because I think people are seeing maybe there's a a personality conflict and there's been enough. This is a talkative newsroom in in anonymous terms at CTV. Holy cow, the amount of anonymous reports, like talking to this person, that I can't believe it's one or two people doing giving all the anonymous quotes, but I've never seen something that has so many anonymous quotes behind it as as this in particular. It gives me encouragement that we sure haven't seen the last of of Lisa Laflamme. I, I think far from it. At age 58, there's a lot more to give. And I just, I mean it. I haven't seen a story that has made people react like this in terms of a media departure. I haven't since, since Don Cherry. And that's understandable. Don Cherry had 40 years on television. And people were going to react however he went. However he went and however he flamed out or didn't flame out, people were going to react to it, period. Well, this is now an international story. It's made People magazine. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's being spoken about. When the Americans are talking about it, you know, it's a big deal. If it's happening. <laughs> when in she's Canada. hosting Saturday Night Live this fall, then I'll know. On <laughs> oh, global, I hope on so. global, I... then I'll know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope so. But we had journalism professor Angela Mystery on earlier in the show, and she brought up a great point. She said Lloyd Robertson, Peter Mansbridge, Rex Murphy, they were all able to be slowly transitioned out, but Lisa did not get the same respect. So, I mean, what does that tell any woman who's in journalism school right now or any woman who's working towards being in an anchor position in a Toronto or Canadian market that you're going you're going to age out? And sure, there are other factors. Brian Lilly's article in the Toronto Sun talks about this, what was happening. She was supposed to actually uh, anchor the show on Monday evening. And then she released her video. It, it on sounds Monday. like she kind of told them to stuff it on very yeah. short notice. And I, I again, Good if for we, her. It, well, well, if we're to mark a box and say that's professional or that's not pro- unprofessional, no. it's unprofessional. Uh, but she's, but she's but done. But you're telling, you're saying, but you, she's you, fed up. There's, there's okay. a certain point you can be professional, and we can't argue. She is, but she had the top spot. She had the top spot for national news. This was the number one national news show in the country, and the way that they let her go, there should have been more grace. There should have been more respect, more dignity. Her sign-off was that video to her viewers that she had to make herself in her cottage because she's been off. The, she was told this at the end of June, and she had to keep it quiet. But that's how high the temperature got. Like, and and, and I'm not saying like 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 I'm not defending uh, CTV News here. Clearly, there's a lot of people with all her colleagues that are talking that are singing like canaries right now, albeit anonymously. When you read that in Rosie Demano's column that they asked. Uh, Jennifer Burke to announce Lisa Laflamme's departure, and she's like, "I don't like how this is written. This is just not 
This is not me. This is not the thing I'd say. And then and then the news director, in essence, says, OK, let's turn to Angie Seth and have her do it like that's that's pretty documented stuff. So people are talking about this. Oh, of course they are. And I can't imagine the energy uh, and the worry and the stress that's happening at CTV right now, uh, because many of these people found out at the, at the same time as we did. They weren't told ahead of time. There was an internal email that was sent out that I think is now public. Uh, from the director, from the news director. But other than that, they all found out at the same time that we did, which has got to be stressful. But I, I think you can't, you can't, can't, I'm sorry, you can't can your, I'm going to go back to that. You can't can your shift three or four hours before it's about to start. And that's, I, a, that's unprofessional, Sheba. That is. And she, and maybe she, that, that it pushed her to be so oh, unprofessional. Brady, on 35 years with that company. She started off at CTV in Kitchener. Oh, I know her bio. Is the act of not showing up for your job. I, you're, when you're done, you're done. Okay, so it's professional. They did her dirty on June 29th when they let her go. When she she thought her contract had a few more years left in it, she's they did her dirty. Did they? So she's done. She doesn't have respect for them. She She doesn't have respect for him. Did she act professionally or unprofessionally on Monday? I think she was fed up. That's what I'll say. I think she was fed up. I think she was done. I think that all of these conversations that were happening, I've heard it's about money. I've heard it's about ego. I've heard it's about a story about Ukraine and funding for Ukraine. It also had to do with sexism and ageism. Tell me one other woman who has that gray hair at that age in that position in this country. It, it was amazing. Women everywhere were like, wow, she, when the hair salons closed, we had no, John Choi had long hair. We had nothing else going on. We had no other options. And she started going great. She started letting her roots out. We're all running to the, to the shopper's drug market to get our box dyes. And she's just, she's on TV every night in that position. She's just letting the gray go. And we thought she was a superhero for that. And the respect that she got and the journalist that she is, the talent that she has, the experience that she has. And th- that is a career killer normally. For a woman to do that on TV, and then she was just applauded. And I thought, well, that's but that's the point. People loved it. She stayed number one. Uh, people liked that it. Had I, I watched her. I didn't of, give it a second thought. Regardless of everything else that had to do with the story, that comes into play. The fact that she's female, that she was let go at 58, that she had gray hair, that Lloyd uh, Robertson and Peter's management, Lloyd was 77, Peter was 68 when they were let go and just the way that they were let go, the way that they were transitioned out with so much respect, being able to say goodbye to their viewers. I hear she you. She had none of that. And I think a lot of that regional director's ego comes into play in this story. A hundred percent. Everything you just said, I agree with you. I'm just saying if Peter doesn't show, <laughs> if Peter doesn't show up for a shift, that lands a little bit differently. If he sends uh, people scrambling and who having to give happened, up their though? weekends. From I don't June know. 29th until August 15th, who knows what conversations were had, what positions she was asked to be put in. Who We, we don't know. There's a lot that we don't know. We may never know. Brian Lilly has done a good job of trying to figure it out and going back into the history mm-hmm. of this. Uh, but there's some things we may never know. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame her for anything she's done. She's 35 years with that company and that's how they let her go. Go to hell. Mm. Oh my! Okay, are you are are you and I both showing up tomorrow? <laughs> let's hope. Let's, let's find hope out so. today. Today in our afternoon meeting, we'll find out. After, I, well, absolutely. We we will let each other know at, at three a.m. Hey, it's Greg. Thanks for listening to Toronto today for Wednesday, August seventeenth. Well, more Lisa Laflamme discussion. Who knew? But that said, it took on more of a tone and more prominent circles than I maybe thought it would twenty four hours ago. These things happen. I mean, people in media, people in sports media, the news media, politics, they lose their jobs and the companies make decisions. But this has gotten more reaction than your usual departure. I will say, I don't think there's any question about that um, because there's a lot of 
questions surrounding it, and some of which we're getting more info on and some of which still sort of remain out there a little bit. More discussion with Sheba Siddiqui and myself about this right here. Do we have the uh, the clip about uh, uh, Sheba and Wednesday? Like this is, I, Doug Ford mentioned that this would happen today, so let's see what we've got. I know she'll have more to say on Wednesday. Yeah, I don't know why the mayor, uh, why uh, the premier would bring up Sheba Siddiqui and say that about what we need to play that on Tuesday. It doesn't work as well, Sheba, to play it Wednesday morning. We need to advance all your thoughts and and your hot takes for Wednesday on Tuesday. We got to do a better job of that. We'll play it on Tuesday next week. Well, there's lots to talk about today. So what exactly did you have in mind? I sense I have an idea. Well, you can, we can talk about the uh, Brian Lilly, uh, Lisa Flam story. I think Lisa Flam. I, I will open up the Toronto Star this morning, as in I open up the webpage, and there's everybody's got a comment on it. Rosie DeMano's writing about it. Heather yes. Malik's writing about it. Vinay Manon is writing it. Like, all their op-eds wrote about it. I'm surprised it's not in the sports section. Or the it's, or the livestock section. It's everywhere. It's even in it's in People magazine. It's made international news now. Has it really? Yes, it has. It has. Okay. So the American, you know, if the Americans are talking about it, it's big news. I guess so. Yeah. Be, be, as I said, because they tend to, you know, uh, promote their uh, older graying uh, women into roles of prominence, like uh, Leslie Stahl. And, right. I, I'm Unlike not disagreeing. Canada. I'm not. I couldn't come up with better examples. We talked about it on the air yesterday. We talked about it off the air yesterday. But uh, Brian Lilly in the Toronto Sun, I th- actually think this is good reporting. You don't have to agree with. Uh, no, I do. I do as well. I think it was very it, well. It's written. good reporting um, because he gets a lot. And I think this is this is par for the course. I think he speaks to people who were big Lisa LaFlamme fans. And I think he speaks to people at CTV who were like, she was a little too intense for me. But isn't that everybody? Isn't that everybody, everybody in any kind of TV, any radio, newspaper, workplace? Right. That's exactly. Especially in a position like that, when you're the top. Dog, of course, absolutely. People are going to love you or they're going to hate you. Except there's, Alan there's Carter no- on the TV side. Everybody does love him. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's a very accurate him. statement about that. Yeah. So at that level, of course, you're going to get it. I mean, and, and that it was very well written. I think he states that she was supposed to show up for a newscast on Monday evening, correct? Right. Now, that that is the interesting thing to me is she did use the term blindsided. And I'm not denying that she might have been blindsided in June when they said we're not we want to end your contract, not just we're not going to renew it because there was at least a couple years left from a lot of the sourcing out there. So let's say she signed till let's say even she signed till the end of 2024 to tell somebody in June of 22 who might have had a six year contract, a five year contract that we want this to end and we want it to end sooner rather than later. You might be blindsided. But to your point, Monday, she's supposed to do the news on on Monday night and then releases the video instead. So they were scrambling. I watched CTV for a bit last night kind of to see who was on. They had Sandy Ronaldo on who has been there. I, I mean, honestly, it's close to 40 years now. She started doing yes. weekend news when I was when I was in elementary school in 1985 she was doing the weekend news so she's been there quite a long time she's 73 years old and she was anchoring last night but the, I don't know that that changes the tone but it tells you the tension and the um and the issues when Lisa LaFlam's like screw it I'm not coming in tonight I'm going to release this video instead I mean I don't know another way to read it beyond that well she had two months she had two months at her cottage from what I understand her video was shot at her cottage up north she had two months to sit there with what they've done to her uh well she covered the she covered the papal visit too she traveled and covered that visit Yes, she did. She did. Uh, but here's a, here's a line from the article that stands out to me. LaFlamme supporters describe her as an old school journalist who always put the story first. At Bell Media these days, that doesn't count as much as saving money does. 
So I think that's that has a lot to do with it. Sure, he t- Brian Lilly talks about toxic work environment, and all, you know he doesn't believe that sexism played a role in this story. The bottom line, I do think, is money. Mm-hmm. I, but there's something else. There's a lot of things happening here, and that's what he alludes to. And he's trying to get to the bottom of it. He's you're right. It's great. It's great research. It's written very well. Uh, but here's one thing that I rolled my eyes at literally when I read the article yesterday. Um, he talks about sexism. That, and that why it wouldn't necessarily be the case in pushing out LaFleur. Uh, why? Because she has a producer named Rosa Hwang, who's been with her for years. And they were a twosome. Apparently, they were known as, quote unquote, according to his article, the mean girls in the office. Okay, I rolled my eyes at that, too. I understand why, yeah. Any assertive woman who knows exactly what she wants, especially, let's say, in an environment like, like a newsroom, of course, of course, she's going to be the mean girl. If that was two men... Oh, it'd be a completely different description of how they, what their work ethic was. So Rosa Wang, he put her in charge. She was, she had a very highly successful uh, operation there as that producer of that show. Uh, Ramnik Gill, another female who is general manager of CP24 and CP, City, CTV News Toronto. So she was in that position in Sophia Scopelitis as a GM of CTV News Channel in BNN Bloomberg. So those are the reasons he, he cites are, our, uh, their sexism wouldn't really be in play here. How many of those women are on the air? None of them. They're all behind the camera, uh, doing great work. Those are executives, no though. Those are those yeah. are they're running the show. They're they're quarterbacking. They're calling the shots. Yeah, sure they are, but they're not in front of the camera every night, uh, deciding to go gray at the age of fifty-eight. Well, they which, may not want to be though. That might be a choice. Which is age? Oh, but I wonder if they would have even had a choice. Apparently not. So I do think that sexism and ageism, they're not the only factors in this. We're seeing that there was so much more going on. But this whole toxic work environment, come on. Every person at this, at Lisa Laflamme's level, has has somebody's got a problem with them for whatever reason, whether it's justified or not. She's not making friends all the way to the top to get to that level. Not everyone's going to be her best friend. She has to make some hard decisions, which we we see that she had to with uh, with Ukraine, with other stories. She had to make some hard decisions with Patrick mm-hmm. Brown uh, and stepping down from the CPC, which Brian Lilly talks about as well, and how that was handled. So, of course, you're not going to be everyone's best friend at that level when you have to make those decisions. Yeah, I wondered about that because Patrick Brown's obviously been on our show many times, and I wondered about that that addition to the end of the story where maybe there was some editorial pushback about running the Patrick Brown story and Lisa LaFlamme said, let's go with it. We're going with it. And um, it seems to be documented now was the wrong thing to do. I'm not calling her out for that because everybody, hey, have you and I uh, made mistakes? Have every other host and producer and, and ever appearing in front of a live microphone made a mistake or two? Tons of them, of course. All you can do is try and Correct it, not make it a second time. Um, but I thought that was an interesting add to to that. You, I don't know if you saw. So in Rosie Demano's column, she says Jennifer Burke, um, who's the ex-wife of of Brian Burke. Excuse me, the current wife of Brian Burke. I didn't mean to it, Brian Burke and Jennifer Burke. Okay, so Jennifer Burke got given a, um, a you know, basically a piece of paper and said, "Talk about you know the departure of Lisa Laflamme," and she she refused to do it. She refused to do it on oh, Monday wow. afternoon. She said because it was all written in as described in corporate speak, as Rosie writes about the departure of one of the most recognizable faces and most decorated professionals in the news business. That annoyed Sophia Scopoletis. So Burke was supposed to come in for a shift at four o'clock. Scopoletis turned to Angie Seth, who was anchoring noon to three, and said, mm-hmm. "You're staying an extra hour." 
Seth's on the air, doesn't quite know what's happening with Laflamme. So you read the news about Lisa Laflamme because they wanted to read their own. So there's a lot of drama with a capital D happening at CTV News. I mean, I think it's fairly obvious. Sure. But I think what it comes down to in this case was Michael Melling, uh, who is a regional director of news for, for CTV, and Lisa Laflamme. It was their relationship. Something happened. I think ego comes into play here. Uh, she yeah. wouldn't go along. And he's new. He's fairly new. He's only been there a few months in that role. Uh, and I think they didn't see eye to eye. And his ego well, has a lot to do with this. Right. I, I, which one of us Which one of us said that yesterday at this moment? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, who, yeah who sure. Said that? But let's see. Let's. But does it make it okay? And you know what? This is just 58 years old. Uh, I do think that being a woman at 58, I think deciding to go gray, I do think these are all factors that would not have been into play if she was a man. That's, As we see with Lloyd Robertson and Peter Mansbridge. Yeah, but, but, but we don't know what, whether there was no tension, no pushback, no verbal back and forth, no, you know, no. So you don't think Lloyd or Peter have ever had tension or pushback? I'm sure they have, and goals? I agree there's a double standard. I agree. I just don't know in those two cases whether um and i know peter a little bit i don't know lloyd robertson but i know peter a little bit and i go i you know there was there was a lot that probably was his choice and wasn't his choice about his particular uh departure i can only imagine him watching the national a couple months after he left going this is what they decided but whatever you know i, I agree with you i think i think it all factors in but i knew the i knew the tension behind the scenes and we're getting a lot more about it um with brian Lilly's reporting and rosie demano's obviously done some digging as well